Happy Monday, everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Hope your week is off to a great start. Remember, if you hate Mondays, it's not Monday that you hate, it's your job. It means that you're living a life that you don't feel satisfied or fulfilled in, at least professionally. And I think that life is too short to spend your days doing something that you don't enjoy, something that you hate. So find something that you love to do that you at least like to do and learn to love Mondays because when you love what you do, Mondays become really, really exciting. So I'm going to start something new. I'm calling this Motivation Monday and I'll be dropping a new episode every Monday as well as the regular Thursday episodes and I'm going to add some other fun stuff to the podcast. So if you like this podcast and you want to hear them more frequently, then leave me a five-star review because they're good for my ego. I'm not going to lie. I always say, and and this is true, that my rankings on iTunes depends on your five-star reviews, and the higher I rank, the more visible I am, the more people can find me. It also feels good. I cannot express to you how good it feels to see those five-star written reviews on my iTunes page. It really motivates me and keeps me focused, knowing that you guys are enjoying this content. So if you're enjoying them and you want to hear them more frequently, leave your five-star review, written five-star review. All right, so are you committed to your success or are you interested in your success? Do you know the difference? That's what we're talking about today. This is from a live Facebook that I did just the other day and I wanna share it with you today. So check it out. You're listening to The Empowered Life with master coach and trainer of NLP. Terry Holland, breakthrough to the life you deserve. This is something that I learned a lot about my previous business as a personal trainer. It was something I struggled with a lot was people would come to me and I would take it personally if they weren't getting the results that they wanted. And it took a lot of work for me to start to realize that people, some people are committed to getting results and some people are interested in getting results. And I see this translating over into the work I do now. So when I was in personal training, people would come to me because they wanted something, right? They wanted to, uh, they wanted to lose weight. They wanted to get healthier. They wanted to improve their fitness. They wanted to be faster, have better endurance, lower their blood pressure, whatever it was. They'd come to me with something that they wanted and some of them would be totally committed and they would get amazing results. Hey, Christy, thanks for jumping in today. So some people would be totally committed to getting those results and they would do everything that they needed to do to get there. So those would be the clients who would do whatever it takes. And then I'd have clients who would come to me and they'd say all the right things, um, but they wanted to get results, they wanted to lose weight, they knew the importance of getting healthy, getting fit, but they wouldn't do the work. And those clients, when I was a new trainer, those were the hardest ones to deal with because I took it so personally because I felt like if they weren't getting results, then I was doing something wrong. Oh, by the way, I'm using um, my Buttons mic today instead of my regular mic, so let me know if the sound is okay or if, uh, if, if not, if it's not okay. Yeah, so those are the, the two clients I were dealing with, either clients who were totally committed and they would do whatever it takes, or the clients who weren't committed and they wouldn't do the work and I would take that personally. So I think, this is a good lesson for any of us who are in coaching or any sort of practitioner type role 
is who's responsible to get results? Is it you or your client? Now, when I was a new personal trainer, I thought it was me. I thought that their results were totally dependent on me. And it took me a while to realize this, but one day I realized that I was only with those clients for one to maybe three hours a week. And their results were determined by what they were doing the rest of the time, that it wasn't about me, it was how they were spending their time. And I could give them a lot of tools to use, but it was up to them to apply the tools. Now, I see this with my clients all the time. I coach a lot of coaches and practitioners who work in wellness and work in health, and I coach trainers and building their training business. I coach people who are in healing type modalities and I see the same thing where they take it really personally if their clients are getting the results. So, and, and, and I had to relearn this again in my coaching practice. I had to relearn it that results are dependent on the client actually doing the work. So we have a bunch of tools to offer. NLP is a tool. Timeline therapy is a tool. Hypnosis is a tool. Coaching is a tool. These are all tools that can be used and it's totally 100% on the practitioner to use the tools appropriately and 100% on the client to use the tools. Because I could say a bunch of things, I can do a bunch of things in a session, but unless the client actually does the work, I can't do anything. One of my trainers used to say when I was doing my training, one of my trainers was fond of saying that we're just tour guides. All we're doing is showing people the tour. We're showing them what's possible and it's up for them to go for the ride or not. And that's really what it's about. So for any of you who work with clients, hey Connie, any of you who are working with clients who are working in any of the helping kind of fields is it's really important to not take it personally because it's up to the client to do the work all the time. It's like even with what you do, Connie, Connie does clutter clearing. And, and, uh, she helps people clear out the clutter in their homes or offices and their lives. And, and that's something I mean, Connie, you could show people all day long how to do it and give them the tools available. And if they don't use it, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Um, hi, Tracy, Tracy, same thing. Tracy works in healing modalities. It's the same thing. Tracy can help people. Tracy's a registered aromatherapist and earth medicine practitioner and NLP coach and NLP practitioner. And I think there's about 5,000 other things that Tracy does as well. <laughs> and uh, those are the ones that, that I know of that I can remember. And um, it's the same thing. Tracy can give people a lot of amazing tools, but if they don't use the tools, they don't work. So, and this applies to business as well. If you, you can go to a million business seminars and trainings. I had this conversation with someone fairly recently that um, she goes to all these seminars, all these trainings, and I used to be in that space where I'd go to everything that came up because I thought, I thought I had to do everything and go to everything. And then I started to realize that there comes a point where you, you just have to do it. And it doesn't mean that you don't still learn and grow and you don't still go to trainings or seminars as a refresh, but you have to actually apply the tools. So this friend I was talking to doesn't apply any of the stuff she's learning. She just keeps learning and is getting ready to do something, but she's been getting ready for years. Yes, Connie, exactly. Chasing the magic wand that doesn't exist. So many people are looking for the magic wand, the magic pill, 
so to speak, and no one can do that for you. No one can fix your life, no one can fix your business. There are just tools and guidance and it's up to the client to take that and to do something. So it's 100% on the practitioner, the coach, the consultant, and it's 100% on the client to do something with it. Otherwise, change doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. I think I missed, uh, there's another comment in there I missed. Oh yeah, Connie. Yeah, so true, I had the same discussion today with Diane McDonald. Absolutely, she'd be another great example of it, of being in the healing, in one of the healing professions. And there's only so much you can do. It's really value is dependent on the client getting value. So the example that I like to give in my trainings is a blender. If you've ever bought a high-powered blender before, I have. I have a Blendtec. And when I bought it, my husband said to me, he said, is this going to be one of those things that you use once and then you stick it in the cupboard and never look at it again? And if, if it was that, it wouldn't be worth its value. Right? So this blender was not, it's not a cheap blender. So if I bought that thing and I brought it home and I never used it or I used it once, like Greg said, and I put it in a cupboard and never looked at it again, it wouldn't have any value to me. But if I use it every day and I use it at least once a day to make my bulletproof coffee. So if I'm using it every day and I'm making stuff to nourish myself and to, to feed myself and make healthy, nourishing foods, then it absolutely is worth its value. I'm getting way more value out of it than what I spent on it. And it's the same thing goes when you take a class, the value is on, or it's dependent on the student to get value out of it. The same thing happens when you take, when you go to a seminar, when you buy a book, jo or Joel, sorry, Joel, I see you're watching. It's, I know you're a big fan of reading. You read, you do quite a bit of reading. It's the same thing as when you buy a book. It's up to you to get value out of it. Um, Tracy, value is dependent on the client. Golden, absolutely. Value is dependent on the client getting value. We, when we hire someone, we are responsible to get value out of that service. It's, I learned this lesson from my coach years ago. I went to another seminar and, um, and I left after the first day because I, I felt like it wasn't, it, well, it just wasn't a good use of my time that weekend. It's not that she didn't have anything to teach. Um, I just felt like I was beyond that point in my business and I felt like I had other pressing things I needed to do. And I said to my coach, I said, I feel like this was a waste of my day to even go to day one. And I'm so disappointed I got no value out of it. And he said to me, was there value though in you realizing that you were beyond that point in your business and didn't need that? Was there value to be found in how she delivered the material? Can you find value in recognizing where your priorities are this weekend and what you need to do? Is there value in being able to stand on that and say, you know what, this isn't where I need to be this weekend and making the choice and recognizing that I had a choice to not continue that weekend program. And there's value in all of that. So we can find value in anything. Connie, I have a Vitamix and I use it almost every day. Ab exactly, that's exactly it. So if you bought that Vitamix, which is I think around the same price point as the Blendtec, they're pretty, I think they're pretty on par. If you never used it, there'd be no value in having it. We can find value in any experience in anything we do, but it's up to the client to get value out of it. Felicia, thanks for jumping in. It's the same thing with what you do. If people buy Monate products 
and uh, they stick them in the cupboard till they never use them and there's no value in it for them. Or if they don't use them as directed, like say they, uh, they only use half the system, like if they use the shampoo and they don't use the conditioner or they don't use it the way it's recommended to use it, they're not going to get the value out of it. And then whose fault is that? Is that Manate's fault or is that the person who's not using it appropriately? So we can do that. I mean, that's any business. It's up to the client to get value out of it. And of course, as practitioners, as coaches, as, um, as people in sales, as people representing products, whatever it is that you're doing, you provide value to your clients and you know that you do. But it's only as valuable as the client is willing to do the work. Any questions on this before I wrap up? Do you guys have any questions? Any other comments? Just making sure I didn't miss any. Oh, oh, there seems to be a few. Yeah. Oh, I just, sorry, I'm just catching up on comments. Suddenly it wasn't updating on my feed. Yeah, you also need to increase your mortgage to get one. <laughs> I think that was in relation to the Vitamix. Yep, I agree with that. And Ernie, it's how we choose to look at it. Look, look with blinders on, not the whole picture. I'm not sure I know, uh, I'm not sure I understand what you mean, Ernie. That's how we choose to look at it. Look with blinders on and not the whole picture. I'm not sure what you mean. If you if you don't mind clarifying that, we can talk about that. Um, uh, yeah. So I started this, for those of you who came in a little bit later, I started this by talking about how it was a lesson I had to learn as a personal trainer, that my client's results were only gonna be as good as the client was willing to do the work because I was with them maybe one to three hours a week, some clients four hours a week, but in general one to three hours a week was all I would see them for. And if they weren't getting results at the beginning when I was a new trainer, I took that really personally, that that was my fault, that I did something wrong. And then I realized that if I'm only with them one to three hours a week, what are they doing the rest of the time? That's what's more important. We can give people tools, but we can't make them actually do the work. Uh, Ernie, seeing with blinders on versus a whole picture, there's always good things. Oh, that we do get from each experience. Yes, okay, now that's clear for me. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, yeah, we need to, um, we can always gain value out of any experience. There's always something to learn. Joel, it's important to look at what problem your client is having and ask yourself how you're solving it, especially in highly competitive service-based industries. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want to have solutions for your client for sure. That's how you provide value. But if your client doesn't follow through on that, like if you give recommendations for their tech, their tech issues or for their tech security, and if they don't follow through, then how do you, right? How do you deal with that? Um, yeah, absolutely. Just see if there's any other comments that I missed. Oh, hey, Serena. Good to see you on here. Yeah. So, any other thoughts on that? So I think it's important, and I just want to make sure that it's clear that it's important that we provide value in our services and what we're doing. It's up to the client to get the value. It's like if you give a gift to someone, someone has to be on the receiving end of that for that to be a gift. Uh, Tracy, as a healer, it's also important to recognize that some people are just not ready to do the work. And that is no reflection on you as a service provider. That is absolutely, yes, 100%. And that's what I, what I started this video with, is that some people are committed to getting results and some people are interested in getting results. So the people who, who come to you and they just want you to like, just here I am, fix me, fix my problem. 
they're interested in results. The client who comes and says, I'm willing to do whatever it takes that client is committed to getting results. And that could be um, just looking at who's on here right now. That could be in any one of your businesses. It's the same thing. Ernie, we cannot hear things unless we're ready to be open, listen and hear. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, a client has to be open to it. They have to be open to hearing what a practitioner has to say and what to do. Uh, Joel, great point, Terry. I've dealt with clients where no amount of reduction in price would satisfy them. It seemed like one person practically wanted me to pay them. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. There's so much I can say on that, Joel. <laughs> That's a whole other video is when it comes to price, value and price are totally different things that people don't seem to understand. Um, and that's the thing. If someone sees value in what you do, then they will pay you what, what they need to pay you. Someone who is arguing over price, they don't see value and they're looking for freebies and they're looking and that those are not clients for all of you. Those are not clients. Those are not people you ever, ever want to work with someone who's going to argue over price. And that's assuming, and I know all of you a fair bit that are on here and that's, and I know that all of your, all of you price your products fairly exactly what you should be. Maybe some of you might be a little bit low. You know who you are that can raise your rates a bit. Um, but yeah, if someone's going to argue over price. They are not a client. That's, that's something I actually use as a screening tool for clients. When someone reaches out to me and the first question is, what do you charge for coaching? They're, they're not a client. I don't, I don't want someone who's shopping around coaches and going to pick their coach based on the cheapest coach. That doesn't work for me. That's not a client I'm interested in working with. I want someone who wants to work with me because they feel I'm the best fit for them and who I feel like they're the best fit for me and what I offer. Uh, Felicia, we can provide value and hope that our clients ask if they need clarification on something. If they have an issue with a product, for example, I'm always available to help. Yes. Yeah, so you know that your products are good. You know that they work. It's up to the client to use them appropriately to get results. And if they don't get results from using it, then it's up to them to ask for clarification and to reach out to you and say, Hey, you know what? This, I'm, my hair feels weird or I don't know whatever they would say and, and then get the clarification on how to use it appropriately. I actually, I use those products so I can speak from my own experience on yours that I, I had that happen where suddenly my hair got this weird texture and I reached out to Sandy and I said, um, my hair is doing something weird. And uh, and she said, oh, well, try doing this and this. And she gave me some tips and it worked. But if I just said, ah, these products, they don't work and I threw them out, then there'd be no value in it. Oh, hey, Diane. Thanks for jumping on. Diane, we were just, we were talking about you earlier in this, <laughs> this video. It was, Connie mentioned that you guys were had a similar conversation recently about um, clients who are interested in getting results and clients who are committed to getting results and whose responsibility that's on. So you would, this totally applies to your work as well, is that you, you provide a great service for clients and whether they get value or not, that's up to them to get the value, to do the work, to get the healing, to be open to receiving it, all of that. So I think it's important. I think this is an important thing for all of us to keep in mind when we're working with clients, when we're looking at the results that they're getting. And if they're not getting results, then 
what are what are they doing what are they not doing and of course we can offer additional tools to help support them everyone's different everyone needs different tools different care um, but at the end of the day at the end of the day that client is responsible to get what they need and to ask for what they need one of um oh diane absolutely 100 percent agree yes thank you diane one of NLP is heavily modeled after Dr. Milton Erickson, who is a famous, famous hypnotherapist. And he's one that we refer to a lot in our trainings. And something Erickson said is he said, when the client is ready to make the change, the practitioner could bark and the client will change. And that the language we use, the words, the techniques, all the things that we use are really more to keep the conscious mind busy. But when the unconscious mind wants to make a change, it will do so instantly and it will do it. It will do it because it chooses to do it. Oh, hey, Jennifer. Thanks for jumping on. So unless there's any other comments or questions, and I think I'm going to jump off here. I have a client soon coming up that I'm going to get ready for. If you do have any other comments, just keep commenting below. I will jump on and I will I'll answer in the comment section. Thank you guys so much for coming on today and joining me and for a great discussion about this. I think this is an important topic for those of us in business because it's really easy to beat ourselves up if someone's not getting the results they want. And it's important to look at who's responsible for getting results, who's responsible for making the change. All right. Thanks for joining me today. Hope you have a fantastic Monday. If you're listening to this on another day, that's okay too. I hope that you have a fantastic day, no matter which day you're listening to this on. How about that? And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave that five-star review, share it with your friends, send me a message, let me know. And if you have any comments to add, let me know that too. What do you guys think? So have a great day, great rest of your week, and I will see you again, or I guess I will be back again. I won't really see you, but I'll be back again on Thursday with another new episode of The Empowered Life. Have a fantastic day.